Hello? Hello? Do you hear yourself? Yeah, can you not hear yourself? It's because my headphone thing. It's like, it's, it's, the thing's not tight enough. There we go. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. Here's one weird thing. My new apartment, I don't know what happens to the dial in my bathroom, on my shower. First it was wrong, so you had to turn it cold to get hot. <laughs> and then I went in there today and it just like, completely different. And I'm like... The maintenance wasn't in here. Like it just decided now it's it's the other it's way. Just, I don't know. I gotta talk. Like it's just so then like if you pull it out, you can like spin it back to make it correct. But what the hell, I, I don't know. There's a couple. There's a couple things that, and I've been cooking more, and I realized my oven after 300, all the little numbers are gone. <laughs> oh, so it's just a crapshoot. So I'm doing right, like I can kind of guess. Like 350's fine, but I'm like, I mean, if I gotta cook something specifically at 400 or 425, I'm a, I'm a little worried. <laughs> you might have to get like some whiteout and like put like little lines or something. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the best bet. What's well, like on our our, our um our, on the nozzle on the faucets or whatever? They have like a little blue dot for the 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 faucet that's cold, and then they have a little red dot for the one that's you know warm warm. But those things popped off like. Pretty much as soon as we moved. So, like, I mean, you know it by now. I'm like, okay, the one on the left is hot or the one on the right is, you know, cold. But I'm like, God, it's annoying. I can't find them online, these little, like, colored dots, things that, like, kind of like they're, like, tabs that go inside the actual handle. Yeah. And so then we went to our neighbor's house uh, because it was one of Sid's friends that moved into our development. Right. And we went there for, like, a retirement party. You'd love this guy. This guy, Daniel. He's a good dude. All right. Um, Solid dude. And also, sorry, his wife is awesome as well. But, um. So it's like, I went to their bathroom to check, and theirs are gone, too. I think it's a problem with them. I'm like, I mean, you just, what were you going to do if you saw them? Were you going to steal them? Because, I mean, that'd be funny. I mean, that's fair for her to check, though. I would have checked, too. Because it's been like a thing that she keeps bringing up. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. I've tried. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to call the builder for, like, these little things that we know We know which one's cold and which one's hot. I mean, it's pretty standard. Right side's cold, yeah. left side's hot. I think, and then There's not, not on mine. I just know it. Worst case scenario. Oh, it's not getting hot. I'll try the other handle. Like It's not the end of the world, but I think it put her at ease knowing that the neighbors are dealing with it as well. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, the other thing is this oven Sick. <laughs> obviously is newer than the kitchen itself. Uh-huh. So, like, dude, when I open my dishwasher, it literally is, like, just like flush with the oven. Oh. And there's, like, three drawers that open that are, like, flush with the oven. I'm like, oh, they just got this thing they in just, there. They just wedged that in. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Let's go. Please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Oh, yeah, Migsy. Here we are, Ted. Yes, sir. Smitty. <laughs> Mixy and Smitty. Well, in that time of year where I become a giant hockey guy. Again. Oh, dude, we're in the greatest time of the year for a hockey fan. Correct. NHL playoffs, baby. And I just realized that this morning we're recording this on Wednesday. It won't come out until Thursday because at the end of this episode, uh, I have a ch- I'm going to have a chat with uh, Dominic Mysterio, Ray Mysterio's son, who's right. cr- killing it in the WWE right now. Had an amazing match at um, WrestleMania against his dad. He's he's playing a bad guy. He got arrested for like ten minutes, but now he's hardened criminal. It's oh a, it's sure, a, came yeah. out with a teardrop tattooed on oh, his come eye. On. Oh, he's totally it's total like. Tongue in cheek, but like he's like, I'm, I'm hardened now that I've been, you know, behind bars. And everyone's like, You've been, you weren't behind bars for like 20 minutes. But he's like, He's a changed man. Took out the biggest guy in there. 
And now he's the toughest guy out. What happened over the weekend? Wrestling fans did not seem or oh did not seem gosh. happy. They really were pissy on Monday night. Jesus. Oh my god. Isn't that supposed to be the best Raw of the year after WrestleMania or after not or, not according to social media? I didn't get to watch most of I it. didn't watch. I just saw people were like, this is not good. I watched the beginning, which was great. It was uh set up Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar All right. as a tag team. And spoiler alert, at the end of the episode, Brock turns on him before the match. Uh, that was going to be against Roman Reigns and Solo Sequoia, I think, and just beats the living crap out of Cody. So it's setting up what's going to be a feud between Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, which I never thought I wanted until it happened. All right. I'm like, I'm in for this. This is going to be great. I guess everything in between was just the drizzling poops. I didn't watch it, though. Yeah, and, and like, I, you know what? I, I might have liked it. People are just angry on social media right now because Cody Rhodes didn't win the title. Yeah, and like, and now Vince McMahon is back. Yeah. I know. He, he always leaves her a little bit. And like, he's got that mustache now. Yeah. Well, it fits him. He leaves the company for good this time. It's right. like BS. And then comes back a few months later. Yeah. It's like yeah. Kiss. Oh, it's our farewell tour. Like, just stop it. I'm like, going to go. I, I know. But like, we were talking on the men's room the other day, and Miles was like, or Thrill was like, I saw him. I was like, I saw him on one of their farewell tours. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm not even a Kiss fan. I've seen all their farewell tours. Yeah. I've said goodbye to them more than I've said to my own family. Yeah. It was yeah. like when Molly Crew, like, ah, this is it. Like, just stop. Oh, but we signed a contract, Ted. Yeah. That we ripped up because we're punk rock. <laughs> I know, dude. It's the Vince McMahon stuff just drives me off a wall. Yeah, dude. But so, yeah, WrestleMania upset a lot of people because Cody Rhodes didn't win the champion. Look, all that being said, I was hoping Cody Rhodes was going to win the title. But I also understand that it makes more sense to create a chase with the good guy chasing the bad guy, have him go through some hardships. Brock Lesnar, and then eventually comes back out on top. I hope. If he never wins the championship, then I'll be bummed. I'll be like, ah, that was a wasted opportunity because that was an incredible match. And it was just incredible to see him. He comes out. He's got this insane robe on. You think they'll let him? I think so. Yeah. I don't, I'm telling you right now, Vince McMahon is so petty that Cody Rhodes won't win a title. I know. He has a little bit of pettiness towards the Rhodes family. Yeah, and the AE, AEW stuff. I truly feel, without getting like, like I don't know for sure, but part of me also thinks they wanted Cody back because it's the ultimate middle finger to AEW. You got Cody Rhodes. You got the guy who created, created AEW. It. Yeah. I got a feeling that Cody's not a dumb businessman. I mean, he learned from his pops and wrestlers when they're, some of them can be kind of carny and work some deals. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, you want me to come back and turn my back on that promotion? I'm cool with that. I want it in writing that I'm I'm going to be a WWE champion. That contractually you owe me a WWE title at some point, like in huh, in, all right. in this contract. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would do that if I was him. Like if that's an important thing for him to finally be to have the WWE championship, which is a high accolade. It's like winning an Academy Award. You know, I, I you know obviously wrestling is predetermined, which is why everyone get everyone's getting all so pissed off. And I'm like, dude, guys, I'm not going to get that worked up over two guys who had a pretend fight. Like, it's at the end of the day, it's it's entertainment for me. And I love wrestling. Hell, I do it. You know, and does I mean? Brock wrestle all the time or does he just show up for the big shows? I mean, he shows up, beats someone up for 30 seconds, and then he's gone again. Like, the all big right. joke was he wrestled. He's got a great, I mean, his oh. contract must be unbelievable because you know they're paying him. I bet he's paid the most and does the least. Like, he yeah, shows and, up I mean, in a I, private jet, has his match. I've heard he's shown up wearing what he wore in the ring. Had his match or his promo, and then left the arena, got back on his private jet, and was home before the show was over. What, like just threw on a hoodie and went home? Yeah, like he showed up, he's like in jeans and a flannel. Like that's his new look. Oh, all I right. mean, when he wrestles, he's got like his MMA shorts yeah. and stuff. But if he just came for a promo, he could just show up wearing what he wore on the plane, <laughs> which is hilarious. 
I like the idea. He just shows up in his MMA shorts. That'd be even right. better. Right. And he literally just changes into like those wrestling shoes. And then after the match, he puts on a pair of regular sneakers, a hoodie, and he's just like, peace, I'm out. It's a private jet. Who cares? He's probably got a private driver, drives him right to the plane. He can still be wearing his wrestling shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But he's Brock Lesnar. You can have a pair of shoes. Dude, he wrestled uh, this guy almost who's like a foot taller. And like, right. uh, like 400 pounds, but like he's not fat, obviously, or big or heavy set because he's 400 pounds and he's like seven foot four or seven foot three. Big dude. It was crazy seeing Brock Lesnar look small against somebody because Brock looks big. Did he, I bet that wasn't a uh, suplex. He, he did get him in. A, he gave him the suplex. Oh, no kidding. He even hit him with that F5. He hit him with the F5? It was kind of sloppy. But I would, That's a big... I mean, bro, I knew Brock was strong, but god damn. Right? 400 pounds? Jesus. Even if they're exaggerating and it's wrestling, 400 pounds is more like 350. Still 350 of a human body? Forget about it. Does wrestling do like what football does? Like for, for stats, like height and weight? Pad them? So if you're like a smaller guy, generally, like you'll get a couple inches oh, yeah. and maybe add some weight. Yeah. And if you're like a D lineman that should be like, and you weigh like 350, you're like, just list him at 300. So oh. it, it depends on where you are in the stat. Like if you're too big, they'll lower it. If you're not, if you're not I don't big, they'll, wait, they'll hire it. I don't think they lower it. I think they always want to pump it up because right. they want these guys to look like giants. Wasn't as big as they always made him out to be. Like he wasn't like a half a, you know, six hundred pounds or whatever it was. It was like he's eh, 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 more like five something or even four something, you know. But definitely height, absolutely. All right. There's yeah. some guys that they say is like six foot something, and I'm like, I'm six foot something, and I met that person, and they're shorter than me. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like okay, that person's not even six foot, but okay, with boots maybe five eleven. How tall are you? Six three. Six three. All right. Yeah. But there was, was a awesome. good there was a good skit on SNL this week about short kings. Oh, well, I didn't, even, I didn't see it, it. It just you know like I don't know. It's like short kings. So it's like the short guy speaking for everybody, and he keeps saying to Colin Jost, like you know, short kings like us. And he's like, stop saying us. I'm six foot. Well, then stand back to back to me. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, WrestleMania was a blast. I really enjoyed both nights. I was kind of bummed that I wasn't there. I was extra bummed when we saw you, you, our bud Cobb. Cobb was, was down there, there dressed Evo. up as Macho Man and Rowan. They looked awesome. Cobb messages me, and he's in full Macho Man regalia with like the trunks, full on showing skin. Got I mean, he's just going. wearing the, the a like, speedo. A speedo. Yeah, that's why I told him last night on the podcast. I was like, having the boots and the knee pads was clutch. Oh yeah, you need them. You need yeah. them. Otherwise, you look. Then you look naked. Without yeah, them. now you're just a guy roaming around. And if you want to make your calves look bigger, you talk about inflating sizes. Do what Ric Flair used to do, and he would always he would never wear his knee pads. His knee pads, if you look, are always around his calves. Huh? Because apparently he was insecure about his calf size. Huh? Yeah. So if you're watching Ric Flair match. Always has knee pads. They're never over his knees. See, and I knew, like, back in the day, you could spatch your cleats to kind of thin out your calf and make it look t- longer or taller. Really? Yeah. It's funny how everyone's got, like, these little tricks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to wear a neck roll and then spat my cleats, thinking just trying to, like, lengthen me out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have, like, the big white neck roll thing going on? Oh, yeah. I remember. Those always look so uncomfortable. I, You know, I'm not, the cowboy collar was the coolest one, that black one that kind of stuck out. Yes. Those ones were cool. But yeah, I used to just rock. I mean, this was the late 90s. I was still rocking the old school uh, neck roll. With the giant pads? Oh, yeah. The big one just stuck right there. But I mean, that's to me, that was like, that's what a football player looks like. That's how I remember as a kid. 
Yeah. That, that, and it's going back to wrestling. That looked like the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom. Remember their big-ass pads? Oh, yeah, exactly. Those were awesome. Same with, like, baseball. Like, and I stopped playing when I got to high school, but, like, I always wore stirrups and, like, kept them high and stuff. But, like, nowadays, yeah. stirrups would look crazy. You look like a serial killer. I remember when we got, remember the stirrup sock that just had it yes. painted on there? And I was like, oh, this isn't real. Can't nope. wear these. Nope. But I remember when I, was in, when I played Little League, I remember having the stirrups. And that was, like, the coolest oh, thing ever. Yeah. Put them on, and I would always get the pants that were too short. Or, like, you know, like the calf height. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, some kids like to wear, like, the long pants. I mean, when I... I would imagine it was the same way when you were, like, when I was a kid, like, nobody, you, it was like, you couldn't wear them long all the way down. It was, like, unheard of. A couple of the shorter kids did. Oh, yeah. I don't think they meant to. It was just what, what God handed them. I used to put my pants on backwards. Like, you take like them. No, you, like, you take them down, but there was a way to, like, pull your socks all the way up, then pull up the stirrup, and then when the pants were inside out, you put the pant, like, inside the stirrup, fold oh. it over, and then you pull them up. It was like, like a whole. That. It was a whole process to look like a good baseball player. That was like the the coolest thing ever was when you had the stirrups. Oh yeah, I was like that was. I felt like I was a pro baseball player. Yeah, because even now, guys that don't wear their pants all the way down, they'll, they'll just have a solid sock, which I think looks great. Yeah, but yeah, I, you know what? Maybe by the time I got to eighth grade, we switched to just a solid sock. But I'm with you. It was like when I was a little kid, like stirrups were the s. What were the point? Like why of did we stirrups? Yeah, they keep the, the socks from rolling down. I guess. I, it's such an old school thing. Yeah, what was the point behind it? I, I'm sure, you know, it's probably from like the 20s and 30s when the pants were so baggy and cotton that you had to have stirrups to keep yeah. them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it was just a look that kept going. I kind of want to like now Google that. Like, why did baseball play? Why? I was like, just don't put in stirrups alone. You're going to get late. Oh, maybe I should do that instead. <laughs> that would be stirrups. awful. I love when you start typing something and it fills it out for you. Because then that you realize other people were wondering this as well. Yeah. The less expensive white sock could be changed more frequently. The stirrups were initially meant to mimic the solid color socks. Stirrup socks are worn on top for sanitary socks to display team colors. What was the purpose of stirrups? Yeah. To hold, just... the primary, to hold the primary reinforcement bars. Wait, that's something different. That's not baseball. Reinforcement bars? <laughs> I don't know what the hell. That's more like a woman thing, I think. I think that's what you call an after-hours club. Oh, an injury from a cleat drove players to wear two layers of socks, and then that's when the baseball stirrups were born. Oh, there you go. Would have never guessed that was the reason. No. Do they? I think baseball might be the only sport that still wears metal spikes, too. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you can't. I, I haven't seen a golf course. Where you, I mean, I haven't seen anybody in metal spikes in, a, in golf in forever. Yeah, I don't think so. Huh. Yeah, because that was like a big thing when the soft spikes came out. I remember people were like, I'm not switching over. I wear golf cleats or golf spikes. And then I remember like courses started doing it, but like like the pros don't wear. I'm trying to think. I haven't golfed in years, but I would be shocked if there's a course that would even let you wear metal spikes anymore. Because it would tear up the grass, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think you're right. I think football, they have plastic, right? Yeah, or molded. Molded. Soccer yes. has molded. Mm-hmm. So I think baseball is probably the only one still rocking metal spikes. I only own, I remember having uh, cleats when we were doing the foul balls. I got a pair. All right. Were they metal? No, they were plastic. Yeah, molded. Or yeah. molded, yeah. I, and I was like, why did I waste this money on this? Like, what was the point? Like, did I really need cleats? I think I might have done it as a goof. Yeah, like I have a couple pairs of molded uh, football cleats, like boots. Just in case. Well, I mean, I still play. No, uh, soccer, soccer. So- oh, oh. My bad. When yeah. I say football boots, sorry. I know. I, I switch back to me and like forth. I'm American. Sorry. Tech Talks, starring B-Tech Smith. I mean, you're not wrong. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> this week, don't worry, I'm not going to get all Kid Rock on you and start firing rounds. <laughs> this week, we're talking about trying new stuff. Steve, I know you're wondering, Ted Smith, where did you try new this weekend? Ted uh, Smith? Yeah. What did you try that was new this weekend? I'll tell you what I tried, Steve Miggs. I went and saw monster trucks. Monster trucks. Monster trucks kicked ass. Do they still have Grave Digger? Gra- oh, Grave Diggers. All right. Not only is there Grave Digger, Grave Digger has the most security I've ever seen. Not ever seen, but like you pay 20 bucks beforehand, right? It's the pre-show party where like Touchdown City is or whatever. I don't okay. know if you used to call it that. So you go in and you get pictures with the trucks. Now, some of the trucks have lines. Grave Digger has a line. Megalodon has a line. Some of them aren't as popular. I can't remember the names. There's one that looks like a chipmunk or something. Isn't there one that looks like a dog that has ears? Yes. I remember liking that one. So some of them you can just walk up to, but like Grave Digger, you got to wait in line. So my group, we wait in line. Some woman walks over to the side and puts like her toddler on the tire and goes to take a picture. And security's like, get him down. Like, no, you got to wait in line. (laughs) It was serious. Like, we took our picture, and then I got on a knee to take a selfie in front of Grave Digger. And once security started coming over to me, and the other guy was like, no, 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 he's good. He already waited in line. It's like, damn, Damn. Grave Digger's legit. Yeah, Grave Digger's not messing around. That's like the John Cena of the meet and greets. Yeah, Grave Digger did win. Okay. Like, is it planned? No, of course not. I don't don't think so. So the first round, they have like races. Yeah. Where they start on opposite sides. So that one, you can tell who wins, who loses. But then like, it's kind of judging because there's like a round where you just show off your tricks or whatever. Yeah. The last round seemed to be just go apes and try to destroy destroy the truck. Was uh, it's Monster Mutt? That was my favorite. Monster Mutt. Monster Mutt was awesome. Looks like a dog. How about the Kraken one? Was that there? You would think they'd have Kraken. Here's Kraken. I, I found that. I don't, I'm not knowledgeable about the monster trucks. I just found the website that has them all. Yeah. I mean, geez, man. I don't know, man. I, like, I won't better have Kraken. Like, it was a super cool event. I'm not sure how they scored. I know Gravedigger won, but it's just, have you seen it live? I have it at the Tacoma Dome. That might be the loudest thing I've ever been to. Dude, it was so crazy. A part came off of one of the trucks and shot into the crowd. Luckily, it was in an area that was no seat, no one was seating in. It could have been a disaster. Like they had to stop it for a second. Oh, there there was roofs and like- uh, It's scary. And uh, hoods of the trucks. I mean, they're popping off left and right. That seemed to be part of the last round. Something on your truck has to break. There was the Velociraptor there. Yeah. That one's cool. What about Thunderorus? It's kind of like orange- yeah, I don't like I said, I really I, just, I was I was a megalodon guy. <laughs> but either way, the I, Raminator. I love some of the names. How about just get her done? <laughs> I never would have gone to that event. My buddy was like, come on, like, let's go. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. Oh, dude, I had a blast the time that I went. I would love to go and bring Tatum. I just don't think I, it would be way too loud for her. It was you gotta buy like ear- wearing the ear things. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta have ear protection. Yeah. You gotta have ear protection, but I'll tell you what, like our group, there was like five little girls. They were loving it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's just loud and, and big trucks. And it's like, you know, it's a sporting event. So there's like I don't think generally everybody's gonna sit there and feed your kid hot dogs and popcorn and then How are the concessions? Did they have everything open? They, not everything was open. I'll tell you what, it was hard to find a hot dog. Like huh. I, I was talking about this on the podcast last night. Like, I like that Seattle does a good job of having all these different stuff, like Ding Tai Fung and everything. Yeah. But it was hard to find like a regular hot dog. I could find 
you know, like fancy sausages, pizzas, Chinese food, burritos. I was like, where can I find just a plain hot dog? They need the brazooka that they have at the Kraken oh, games. Yeah, yeah. Bra- well, see, there you go, though. It's a brat. You I know, love brats, but we had kids with us. We were just trying to find hot dogs. I'll be honest, though. The brazooka shot into that suite that we were sitting in last week. Yeah? And I, w- I was so mad. I went to the bathroom. I come back, and people have these tubes in their hands in the suite. And they're like, you missed it. The brazooka shot into our suite. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I went to go pee. It's not even like I was gone very long. I just ran off, came back, and there's like four people in our suite, including uh, Sarah's husband, uh, Johnny Roberts. He had one. All right. And he's got in his hand a I'm like, well, what's in there? I thought it was going to be one of those because it's from uh, Bavarian Meats, and they have that great jerky like that's already wrapped. So I thought, oh, it's probably going to be like their beef jerky or something. Oh, like like Lanyager? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. They open it up. It's like a styrofoam tube. It's got a slit in it. You open up the slit, and it's like a tin, like a hot dog in tinfoil. Yeah, wrapped up. Yeah, but I don't think it was a brat. I think it was a hot dog. Oh, no kidding. And, And it was still warm. Ooh. That's awesome. I know. I was almost ready to give up being vegan for it. I'm going to sound like a hoity-toity a-hole here. The only issue- Not the first time. With the sweets at Climate Pledges, you're right. There's not a bathroom in there. So I, was, I, yes. I get how you miss the brazooka. Yeah, you gotta walk down, Yeah, you got to like walk down the hall to pee and then come back, which everybody has to walk down the hall. I sound like that guy, but- No, not us sweet people. We should have bathrooms in our suites. That's how they do it at the Seahawks games. Yeah. I'm sure it's for space purposes, you know, because they kind of like, they have a, yeah. a, a boatload of suites at the Kraken game. But it was weird at first because, like, it's the first time I've ever been in a suite. So we walk in and, like, we're just hanging. I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, and I started walking. I'm like, looking in the suite. I'm like, yeah, why would I think there's a bathroom in here? Like, I've been in this entire suite and there's no extra door, but I'm still looking for it. I, yeah, I sat in one for Swedish House Mafia. Same thing. Yeah. She's like, where is the bathroom? So I was like, just down the hall to the right. I'm like, yep, you're right. I just, I'm used to Seahawks game, and like that's one of the bonuses. It's like you could pee or poop, whatever, because there's, yep. there's a bathroom. The nice thing was, though, I mean, they had a suite that had a full size. It was a bunch of stalls, so like I didn't have to wait. It was like, oh it was no, great! It was awesome, dude. The suite life. I don't know if I could ever go back. Shout out to Rob Kaufman, Tacoma Twin Rinks, everybody there that hooked us up uh, on the show with uh, tickets to come into the suite. The food was phenomenal, and they had vegan options. In there, which made me mad because I already nice. I already got one of the impossible meatball subs. All right, and I was like, that's like not cheap, you know, because like twenty bucks was everything. Yeah, because it's because it's climate pledge. It's climate pledge. You look at a beer there; they charge you ten dollars. Do <laughs> so. I I I'm like, well, let me get something vegan because I'm sure they're not going to have any vegan options in the suite. Like it's you know they'll probably have chips. Yeah. So like get there. I, and, the, and the guy that was like, uh, uh, I think his name was uh, Tony, and he's just like, oh, you brought one of those in here. I'm like, yeah, I, got, I don't eat meat, and I'm vegan. So I, he's like, oh, well, we have the Impossible Meat Lettuce Wraps. And they had like a cream oh, barbecue nice. Impossible Meat. It was like the greatest. Even everyone on the show that doesn't eat that does eat meat, like Joe and Dan, they're like, this is, this is like one of the best things I've ever eaten. Not the yeah. wrap part. Like we were just eating, like we were just dipping chips in it and eating it. They had crab. They had... Uh, hot dogs. They had smash burgers. They brought pizza in. No kidding. They didn't have pretzels. And uh, Danny goes to the guy, Tony's like, any chance we can get pretzels? Goes, Honestly, I'd go into one of the other suites, but they're already gone. Turns out Francis, who's one of the chefs, shout out to Frank the Tank, he's a listener. He cooked up three new giant-ass pretzels for our suite because he knew I wanted a pretzel. boy. Oh, it was amazing, dude. There was so much food. It was ridiculous. Cake pops with Kraken logos on them. All right. I've had one of those because, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I've been lucky. I've, I've, I was in a suite for the Monster Jam. 
Look at you. <laughs> and then for the Kraken game, like we were supposed to go that first season. You didn't go that one night because your mm-hmm. kid got sick. So I went on my own and ran into our buddy Jarrett. So I sat in the club level. Yeah. And then I've only sat like down low, two suites, and then not quite the 300 level, but right below it. My buddy has tickets right there. Okay. So like I still have to go sit up in the normal seats. It was funny though, because like a few people knew I was at the game, and, it, and I always said it's so hard to not come off like a like a, a pompous a hole when you reply when they're like, "Where are you sitting?" You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to like say it without sounding like you're just like Mister Hoity Toity. Oh, hundred percent. It's so hard. Like I, because I, I had a few buddies like, "Dude, you at the game?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I'm like, "Where are you sitting?" I'm like, "I'm in a suite," and everyone was like, "Must be nice." Oh, look at you! And I'm like, "I, I didn't pay." I like I didn't like I can't afford this, but I'm happy to be in it. Like I'm sorry I can't hang out with you commoners. The first Blues game this year, <laughs> I sat in the best suite there is, right? The Moet suite, mm-hmm. which is like sitting in uh, Diamond Club. Okay, like full spread, this and that. But my buddy Brett is a—he's from St. Louis, massive Blues fan. So during intermission, he's like, "Come down and meet us for a beer," and I'm like, "Cool." So I run down there, I meet him, and they're like, "Should we get one more round?" And I was like, "No." Course lights are free. We're <laughs> upset. Yeah, we had free beer, tequila. Oh, man. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. So, well, now we just sound like those guys. We are those guys. Yeah. We're living the sweet life, baby. That's so funny. I, I took somebody with me and I kept saying to him, like, don't get used to this. <laughs> it was like Joe's first game going, uh, Sarah's first game, and I think uh, Johnny Rubber's first game. I'm like, oh, see, that you're ruining them, Steve. I know. Even like Johnny Rubber's, like, I. He originally wasn't even on, on, like, it was supposed to be someone else that was going, but they backed out. So I was like, I hit up Sarah. I'm like, do you want to bring your man? Like, we have an extra ticket. And she's like, let me check. And, like, within seconds later, she's like, she said he's in. He's first time ever going to a game. He's excited. I'm like, awesome. He, we get in there, and he's just, like, jaw dropped. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. sorry I just ruined hockey for you. It's <laughs> yeah. never going to get better than this. Like, it's just not. I've I been will- to a lot of hockey games, and it's never been this good. I will say, though, the older I get, the more you turn into, like, a middle-aged dude or dad, right? Just, like, stuff where it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Long time. <laughs> like, because you're just, like, like obviously, sweet, club level, all that stuff's dope. But, I mean, if you're at a Seahawks game and you're 300, you're still like, that's a good view. Yeah. You know, like, I like sitting up here. <laughs> like, it just depends on where you're sitting, and that's how your mindset changes. Oh, at times, I'm in, like, the 200, upper 200 level at a cracking game, like, two rows from the very top. And I'm like, no, every seat here is a great seat. In fact, you know, <laughs> being up this high, you get to see how the play unfolds. Yeah, right. Through that at Seahawks games, when we sat in the 300 level, my wife and I last season, I'm like, you know, I had 100 level seats at season tickets when I was, you know, many years ago. But I don't think you get, the viewing is way better up here. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's so great, though. It was, it was, and then we're, we're tweeting at Bowie, and who comes into the suite banging the drum? Freaking Bowie. I saw that. Like, it was just so great. He hung out with us for a while, too, taking pictures. Yeah. Signing autographs for Sarah, kissing her husband. It was awesome. I mean, the Bowie boys, I think you guys have a real connection with that guy. I, you know, I honestly think every time, like, oh, we, we probably have now pushed it too far. And then he still shows up. Here's my thing. I don't like sometimes I don't I'm not too sure about like official t- sports teams like Twitter accounts talking S. Yeah. But I liked what Bowie last night was like, don't worry, Canucks, we'll handle the playoffs for the Northwest. I was like, see, he's the mascot. He could do that. He can talk all the S he wants. Some of the tweets that, that Bowie puts out I think are pretty funny. 
Yeah, and I and think they're, that, they're so they're like dad jokes. Almost. And I think that looks better coming from the mascot as I opposed agree. to the Kraken talking ass on the Canucks. Yeah, I agree. I, I think like the 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 team Twitter page just posts cool videos, pictures, whatever you know, like yeah. score stuff. It's no different. though. on the flip side, like pump the brakes when you start yelling at the team's Twitter page, like the the obsessive sports fans. Uh, they're like yelling about certain things. I saw someone yelling at the Seahawks Twitter page for letting like you know Ryan Neal go. You guys really effed up. I'm like, you realize this is just some dude that's like, you know, making a decent living who doesn't have. Maybe. maybe. He's probably like 25. Right. Get right. his foot in the door. Yeah. Making a good living for a 25 year old. Yeah. Right. But yeah, right. Like cost of living, not so bad. So he could do this. But he has no, no bearing on who gets signed and who doesn't. Like, just remember this, who you're sending it to. Pete Carroll's not like he Pete and John aren't like no, no offense. They're not talking to the social media coordinator about a, a traffic or if they should keep Neil. Right. We're checking the pulse of the team. Uh, bring in Charles, our social media guy. I want to get. Well, how are people feeling about us resigning Bobby Wagner? Like that's not happening. And I don't think like how we have like some of us are, have access to like KSW's social media. I did. But I don't know. It changed the password so many times. I, I I stopped asking. Yeah. But like, I don't think Peter, Pete or John do that on the Seahawks Twitter page ever. No. <laughs> Since we're talking sports, why don't we jump right into it, Ted? All right. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sports, Ted. the thrill of victory. Ted. And the agony of defeat. Schmidt. <laughs> this is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great, Great popcorn. popcorn. I noticed since the uh, Smith Family Popcorn started their own podcast, haven't tasted any in a while. Pat. Yeah, yeah Pat. I don't know if Dan listens. Yeah, Dan, yeah. if you're listening. What, oh, what are you, too busy raising a brand new kid? Yeah, I'm raising a kid, too. I can still have fine time to eat your popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll even send you guys my new address as I say that. I should probably t- tell my family my new address. You probably should. I keep forgetting that stuff, Steve. Yeah. Just little things. You timed it wrong. You should have done it right before Christmas and then sent a Christmas card with the new address on it. I'm not sending Christmas cards. Ever? I don't know. I just... I feel like with social media, it's like I see everybody's family. Yeah. The Christmas card used to be like, oh, man, look how big little Sally got. But I can't take my phone and then use a magnet to put it up against the refrigerator for a few weeks. All right. The magnet ones get used. Well, I mean, I'm magnet. I'm putting the magnet on the actual card. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. That's a little better. Yeah, man. Come on. But yeah, I keep forgetting address stuff. The other day, I, I kept putting in for trying to buy something with my credit card. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Then it's like, oh, yeah, you need to call your credit card company and switch your address. The card is still linked to your old address. Dude, it's a little off, but like, I just got the alert. Like, you need to change your password within the next four days. And oh. I tried changing the password. Like, this password's not good enough. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I tried something else. They're like, that's still not good enough. I'm like, how about giving me an example of what's good enough? Because it was good enough before. I, You know what I do? I've been using the same password. I just change a number at the end. Same. Oh, and now it's saying it's not good enough? Yes. Oh, that's going to piss me off. It's, I'm infuriated. I got four days to figure this out, and they're not even telling me what I should do. There's too many damn passwords. I hate passwords. All right, Steve, do I start with personal sports news or all-around sports news? Let's start with personal. I was about to say, we start with what's most important. All right. Personal. 
I'm really starting to believe Arsenal's going to win the league. All right. They're top of the table. We're in April. I think they're ahead by, what, maybe eight points, maybe ten points. Like, they're rolling. They keep going. So I've been – It's. I think it was about a week or two ago, like, I was talking to another Arsenal fan. And I, he was like, do you believe it now? And I'm like, I, I'm getting there. Like, you know what I mean? There's been so much heartbreak over the years with that club where I was like, I don't know if I really believe it. But Are now, they like the Mariners of the Premier League? Except that we've won titles. Okay. <laughs> then no. <laughs> it was just, there was just like, for instance, it used, the, the theory is always, right, because the season starts, right, for the English Premier League. And it's usually if you're leading after Christmas, high percentage you're going to win the league. The last time somebody led after Christmas and lost the league was Arsenal and Leicester won. So that's why it's kind of like, there's sometimes we flirt, you know, but I was just like, ah, the last the last decade's been a little tough. A couple FA Cups, but number one in the Prem, I really think they're going to get it done. So that's just personal. I don't know if there's any Arsenal fans out there. Let's see. Sounders are just kicking ass. Jordan Morris, does he score every game? He pretty much does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. That's awesome. Uh, Final Four. Yeah, that game with FAU and uh, San Diego State, fun game. But UConn, once you got to that Final Four, it's like UConn's going to roll. UConn rolled. Since we're talking about NCAA, let's talk a little women's, if you, if you don't mind. Sure. I, I would like to talk about what, like, your, what's your take on, on the you can't see me controversy that's going on. Yeah, nonsense. Nonsense in the sense that why are we making it into such a big deal? Correct. Thank you. Complete I, I, nonsense. I, knew you, I knew you and I could see that. What? I don't see the big deal of, of, of trash talking, having fun, even like taking things with a chip on their shoulder. She didn't punch the person. Kevin Clark did it in the in the semifinals right. to another girl. So then, right, what's it? Angel Reese does it to her at the end, and then it's like, yeah, Plus I got the, the ring. ring now. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and then yesterday on Outside the Lines, they had on Kevin Clark, and she was like, no, like she shouldn't be catching any flack. Like it's that, fine. Okay, We're competing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So right. It's just like, can we like? Said this last night, like, right, everybody's all pissy and upset. I mean, like, oh, why don't we talk to Catelyn Clark? It happened to her. No, we we need we can't like t- uh, determine whether or not we're offended based on the person that should be offended or not offended. We're offended for on their behalf, whether they want us to be or not. That's just how society is these days. Right, it's and ridiculous. And everybody's getting old. Yeah, you know what dude, I mean. I was listening to. I turned. I, I got out of the gym. I put on. Uh, I put on the. Car, I turned on the car and sports radio was on. All right. And the host and I, a person I like a lot, but an older guy, he is going off about this. How classless! And I don't care that the other girl did it. She did it longer, and now and both of them are classless. And this that, and the other thing. And and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like to me, sports are supposed to be fun and entertaining, and I was entertained by that. And also like. If you don't like it, oh well, like move on. Like nobody got, no, no one got hurt by doing a you can't see me thing. Yeah. Now I will say, I also saw there was some stuff with handshake lines a couple weeks ago. One girl like shoved another girl. And some people were like, we should get rid of the handshake line, which I completely disagree with. Right. I'm fine with talking trash during the game, but I also think you got to suck it up at the end. Yep. You've competed. Shake it. And, like, look, there's plenty of times when you're a kid, everybody's been in those handshake lines. You've probably been in them in a beer league hockey game. Not, You know what I mean? Where yep. it's like, you don't like that other team or whatever, but it's just a show of respect. So Every I don't think, game. I don't think we should get rid of that either. No. I think you can, you know, I always steal this from my brother. Both things can be true. <laughs> you could talk some trash in, during the game, and then afterwards you could shake hands and be like, good competition. Right, right. I was caught up in the moment. I didn't do anything bad to you. I didn't spit on you. I just did. You can't see me. I don't understand. Like, I'm like listening to this guy go off about. I'm like, you're a grown man. Why is this? 
I like, do. Like, why is it such a big deal? Like, get over it. It's I not d- the end of the world. I do like the Tony Ayo aspect is coming up. Oh, the fact that he created the You Can't See Me? or Yeah, because like yeah. years ago, I was at a Raw, and uh, Andy Mack, right? We know him. Yeah. So uh, he's sitting behind me. And that was the first time I had seen Cena in person mm-hmm. do that. And he was like, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's Tony Ayo's thing. From uh, G Unit, yeah, and then now it like came out. And people were like, "He's," but like I've seen interviews. Cena gives him credit. Cena has never said that he created it. Yeah, no different than Daniel Bryan. He said, "I didn't create the yes thing." It was an MMA fighter, I believe, that oh, did it really? before him, and he he decided to do it as well, and it took off, and he was a more prominent, popular figure, so everyone just credited him for the yes thing. Yeah. Like, look, on a much, 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 much lower level, it's like with the Dirty Germans. Like, I ripped off another comedian I heard doing a whole shtick about it. It just right. did it, and it turned into a thing. But I'm like, I like I ripped off somebody else for it. Dude, I always crack up in, in wrestling, a lot of indie wrestlers, because, you know, social media gives them a, pl- a platform to, hey, look at me, and, and, and they want to p- pat themselves on the back. And, like, someone's like, this person ripped off my move. I'm like, you ripped off that move from somebody else. Like, what? you're mad that someone else is doing the same move that you ripped off. Quite possibly, they ripped it off from the same person. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard not to sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like, I have to be conscious sometimes, like, of what what media I'm watching or intake. Because, like, I'll do it without even thinking about yeah. it. And just rip off somebody and be like, damn it, that was their thought. And now I'm on the radio saying it. Like, it's mine. Yeah, yeah. It happens, though. It happens yeah. in music. It happens everywhere. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was funny. My, when Ethan and HD and I were tagging a couple times at Defy, we had a little combo move that we, we did as like our finish. It was just like, I think he he caught the person in the code breaker, like how Chris Jericho does. Again, oh. a stolen move. All right. Catches them. They bounce up. I hook him, hook him full Nelson, drop him with a full Nelson slam. Also, been done before me. You know, I do it a little bit different. Like it was like Jinder Mahal did it, but I do it a little bit different where I go down with the guy and he just throws him down and stands over them. All right. Well, some other random indie wrestlers from some town, I don't even know where from, reached out to Ethan and were like, hey, guy. Hey, dude! Like you, you're stealing our finisher. Can you stop doing it? And and I'm like, wait, the finisher that we that has been done by other people before? Whereas we stole that from you, <laughs> guys that we have no. I and, and I'm like, who are these guys? He's like, I had no idea who they were until they wrote me. I'm like, well, now we got to make sure we do it every time, just to rub it. And we did. I mean, they made a point. Where like, well, now this is our actual finisher. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Uh, Des- Ryan Pusain in there. Yeah, and it all started on Twitter. I know. Well, it's funny because I saw that and I saw everybody saying you should go to Destiny Comics, but I, when I saw it was actually set up, I was like, oh, good for Ethan. All right, let's see. Uh, Mariners, tough weekend, Ooh. but they've been kicking the crap out of the a- or the Angels the last couple nights. Oh, man. Well, they, they the last night. Oh, did they lose on Monday? They lost four straight and then they yeah. just, yeah, they, yeah, and then they just, bats came alive 11 to 2. The main thing is, uh, let's who talk- knows what happens though today or tomorrow, yesterday when you're listening to this from the afternoon game. Let's talk hockey. Yes. Win. Calgary loses. They've clinched a playoff spot. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, they, like, we've been talking about it. I knew we were getting close, but then last night, my buddy Brett, like, gave me, he's like, this is what we need to happen. So, two things. Number one, crack and just go win a game. Number two, Calgary sucks. All yep. right. The only thing they have is a stampede. Yep. And Bret Hart. Okay. We'll give them that. Yeah. But outside of that, you Nothing. suck, Calgary. Hope you lo- I don't hope you lose the next game. I hope you lose every game. My buddy Nick is from there, and Nick sucks. Yeah, Nick does suck. Yeah, so screw him. Screw Calgary. Dude, I saw this this morning. I hadn't been paying attention. I think that the Kraken are five points away from having a 100-point season, which yeah. is not that out of 
or, or four points away. I think they have 96. They have 96 points, I believe. So I think they're two wins away from having a 100-point season. And their last five games, uh, it's going to be Arizona twice, and Arizona sucks. All right. They beat them 8-1 in that one game. All right. Uh, then they're playing the Blackhawks. Blackhawks are not a good team. They're in last place in their division. They should be able to beat them. So they should get at least three more wins. All right. Which put them over 100 points. And then their last two games are against Vegas. Vegas is good. Vegas is good. Vegas lost the, yesterday. If Vegas goes on a little bit of a, a a dip and we win those three games, there's still hope that we could catch up to them and jump over some teams and, and catch up to Vegas. And and if we get close, the last two games are against them. I just, I've been saying I it. I don't think it's going to happen, but. I've been saying it all year. I just want to see a Friday night playoff game at Climate Pledge. I think that place will be rocking and rolling. I got to do anything in my power to get tickets like that for the playoffs. Like it's just at least one game. I mean, I have to be there to see a game there. It's going to be nuts. Well, and I think too, like the Mariners, obviously, just talking locally, right? Like Sounders MLS season wasn't great last year, but you won the Concacaf Champions League, which was great. Mariners end up getting in the playoffs. Seahawks had a season we didn't see coming. The, like the the Kraken, Kraken to me are kind of like what the Mariner or what the Seahawks were. Like last year, your expansion team that's fine. Mm-hmm. This year, you've been like you need to make the playoffs. Yep. I think next year could be a big year for them. Could be a big year for this town. Honestly, though, I thought they were going to be like an eighty, maybe ninety point season team. The fact that they're they're knocking on the door of a hundred points blows my mind. I for what me changed was really that January swing when they went to the East Coast mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just dominated. And dude. If they could just start getting a couple more wins, going to the playoffs hot. I mean, right now, if the playoffs ended, if the season ended right now, they would be playing the Colorado Avalanche in the first round. Defending champs. Defending champs, but a team that we won two of three this season. Granted, yeah. regular season, way different than the postseason. Obviously, things change. But they're capable of beating this team. It's Grubauer's old team. You know he's going to want to step it up if they turn out, if he's the goalie that they go into the playoffs with. Right, and hockey's just weird. I mean, there's plenty of time. I mean, like, didn't the, I think the Kings won a title when they started as, like, the last seed in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean. It's not unheard of. Look at the, was it the Blues the year that they were in last place at the All-Star break? And right. And went on a good run, squeaked into the playoffs, and then won the cup. Yeah, so, I mean, it's possible. They're, it would not be insane to think that they could make a run and go for the Stanley Cup. But that, but that could be said about every single team that makes it. So it's nothing special about no, no, the no. Kraken. Every single team that makes the playoffs really does have – Pretty much an equal chance, depending on how hot their goalie is and how well the team's playing at the end of the season. All right, let me ask you this. Let's a little work. Let's say the Kraken win the Stanley Cup. Yes. Do we get in trouble if we both take off for the parade? <laughs> I'm taking off. We I have know. to. Like, I did it for the Sounders stuff. I was like, I want to see the first one. I was like, this is the first one. I'm going. Uh, and and that was like a big, and I was like, I, I was like, okay, well, to call it a personal day. Like, I'm going to that parade. No, you and me both. Right, so We're same going. thing, like, but like Seahawks for the parade, like we did our show in the afternoon. I'm like, ah, I wonder if they, like, I mean, I guess it'd be good to be on the air that day, but I'm like, I want to go to that parade. Plus, the weather is going to be nicer because oh yes, because it's, like, it's, it's, it's June. We're, we're hitting summertime. Yeah, I'm thinking not only do we take off and go to the parade, we're taking the next day off. Oh, we get after it, and I mean, we'll get a hotel room if we have to. Like, yeah, we're not we're not leaving Seattle. Like my wife is not seeing me that night. Because I'm not going to be sober. That Seahawks parade still might be one of the coldest days in Seattle history. One of the worst days of my life to celebrate one of the greatest things ever. Yeah. It was so cold. It was freezing. And the team was running late, which made it worse. It was freezing. 
Oh, yeah, dude. Don't get me all fired up. All right, sorry, sorry. I'm just like, Steve, we take off that day. We go to that parade. Yo, we do, and we get nuts. We start off wearing those those uh, knockoff jerseys. Yeah. And we rip them. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, we, then we go to the team shop, buy new ones, because it's a crazy day. We don't care. We make bad decisions, like buying jerseys. We don't care. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, like, hey, uh, I saw Steve and Miggs walking, or Miggs and Ted walking down the street. They were both shirtless and stumbling. Like, hey, it looks so hot. <laughs> But then we saw them uh, 20 minutes later, and they had fresh new jerseys on. Right. They were still stumbling. They were still stumbling. Ted somehow acquired a 24-ounce beer. He's not even at a stadium. <laughs> Steve's chucking fireballs saying, where's Gordo? He's looking for Yanni Gord. <laughs> where's Bowie? Bowie! Hey, Bowie! <laughs> Bowie! <laughs> Looks like children. Bowie! I want to see Bowie. I'm in your DMs. Check in the Bowie. And we get a knock on the door because we're staying at the Silver Cloud. Like, can you gentlemen have to stop screaming Bowie and crying? <laughs> it's 4 p.m. <laughs> and you've been listening to that damn Nirvana cracking goal scoring goal song over and <laughs> over. Let's go cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go cracking. <laughs> it's right. It's 4 p.m. We are blocked out drunk, just going nuts. Listening to one song on repeat. On repeat over. Or in the hallway chanting. Like, there's people from out of town. They don't even know we have a hockey team. Hey guys, they all, everyone thought it was really cute and endearing the first song. Even the second time. But you're up to like 50 now. Right. I keep forgetting that they won't serve us down at the bar. I keep going down and coming up and being like, they won't serve me beer, Steve. The entire hotel has cut us off. <laughs> They even got us a new room in a different hotel. They're like, just go to the, go, just go, just, just go, leave. go to the Marriott. We'll just pay. Leave us, leave our hotel alone. Take your Bluetooth speaker and your stupid Nirvana song and get the f out of our lives. Right? <laughs> Screw it, Steve. We're getting on the light rail. We're going to my house. <laughs> That we're never seen again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, all right. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna get out of here. We're back next week, right? I am not. Uh oh. Yeah, we got a week off. Look at that. I feel like you guys are on vacation all the time. I'm you know kidding. what? Screw it. I'll come in. I'm Let's kidding. get a lunch afterwards. Or no, you Um, Let me see if I can figure it out. All right. We'll figure something out. Yes, I'll be in here a couple days doing something. Nice. Nice. Well, whatever we do, we're going to do it. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, but uh, coming up next, my chat with Dominic Mysterio, the hardened criminal. Dom Mysterio himself. I'll, I'll stay quiet. Please. All right. Please. I, got, I got you, dude. Let the adults talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like half Damn. our age at that. He's probably like three times younger than us. Sorry, I became a heel. Thanks, Steve. I'm inspired by Dom. He's a good heel. You can become a heel. You've been a heel. I don't like wrestling, Steve. I want to hang out with hockey, Steve. All right. Next week, hockey, Steve. Hockey is back. Back. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. And let's go, Kraken. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump right into We don't have a lot of time because we're dealing with some phone issues, but we're going to jump right into our chat with Dominic Mysterio, who you'll hear in the interview. I, I am such a fan of what he's doing. It's incredible, and I cannot wait to see a Monday Night Raw, which is happening this Monday. Myself and the Ted Smith are going to be there at Climate Pledge Arena. Go to WWE.com for more details and to get tickets. And if you see us, be sure to say hi and give us a mega hug. But let's jump right into it. My chat with Dominic Mysterio from the WWE. Hi, is this Dominic? Yeah, how you doing? First of all, happy belated birthday and congratulations on an incredible WrestleMania appearance. Oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. 
I am so fired up to talk to you because, man, you got to look back on this year and just be like, what an incredible year. I mean, talk about how how it all started to where it's at, and you are truly the most entertaining guy to watch on on, on Raw, and I, I'm so fired up to see you guys. Obviously, Monday Night Raw is coming here uh, this upcoming Monday at Climate Pledge Arena, and I just can't wait to see what's going to happen now with you and Bad Bunny and everything that's been going on with your your, your pops as well. you got to be so damn proud of yourself and, and, and what this journey has been like in this past year. Oh, man, it's uh, it's been a giant blessing to, to just see everything evolve, you know, and, and just being a part of this whole industry has been a giant blessing. Um, and the positions that I'm being put in, man, it's, it's, it's honestly truly amazing, but it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. The judgment day have really just made me feel comfortable and, and welcomed me into their new family. And I think that's, what's really helped me grow and, and come out of my shell a little bit and, and, grow into this uh, prison dom character a little bit more. It's been so much fun to kind of get into it. It's one especially with my dad's ass. It's one of those characters when you explain it to someone who's even, uh, whether they be a casual wrestling fan or maybe not a wrestling fan, you tell the whole backstory and they're just like, no, really? That's what's going on? It's it, it's compelling. It's just like you, you've taken something that maybe on paper might be a ridiculous idea and you've turned it into something just so damn magical up there on the, on, on television. And it's like must see television every time you're on when you're on on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know what it is, but people just want to see me get my ass. Kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how big of a difference do you feel, though? How huge was it for you? Like you mentioned the Judgment Day. I feel like. To be able to, I mean, dude, being paired up, obviously, with, with Rey Mysterio, dad or not, that, that's an incredible opportunity to learn from truly one of the goats in this industry. But I, I bet it was really important to be able to distance yourself for a little bit to kind of find your own footing. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I think uh, I think I was a little intimidated at first getting separated by uh, from my dad just because he's been kind of like my training wheels while I was in there. Yeah. And I kind of just got thrown into the deep end, you know, and, and hoped that I could swim. So he, uh, he was my floaties, <laughs> but, but once they, once they separated them and they took them off, I feel like, you know, I just started swimming and, uh, with the judgment day, it's just been so easy. You know, we, we literally became a, like a big family with, with Rhea, Finn and Damien. And we kind of, we kind of all just clicked. So it worked out really well. Let's go to WrestleMania. The, the, uh, obviously the match was great. And then everyone is still talking about the, the entrances. How much of a input did you you have on i mean the, donning the mask at the beginning coming out obviously with the, the 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 video leading up to it coming out in the cop car and the entire entrance was just so and even also raids as well was phenomenal it really just kind of i think sucked everyone in to realize how big of a match this this match was going to be yeah man it was a it was a very special moment you know i didn't i didn't really know i was going to have a like a crazy wrestlemania entrance until about two weeks out oh wow and and then we uh we filmed it in New York at a empty penitentiary and and we were off to the races man it was uh it was really cool I was uh I was a little bit when I first heard of it I was like man I don't get to walk the big ramp but then I was like man I'm gonna have my own yeah crazy cool entrance at Wrestlemania man this is once in a lifetime so I'm very blessed oh man uh and I can't wait to see you uh Monday Night Raw again is happening uh this Monday at Climate Pledge Arena uh one last question I know I gotta let you run again I apologize for the phone issues uh but I have to ask at Wrestlemania what was a more awesome feeling wrestling your dad truly one of the legends in Rey Mysterio or getting to throw a drink in your sibling's face in your sister's face which everyone who has a brother or a sister would love that opportunity but you got to do it in front of 80,000 people I would definitely say number two even yeah. though my dad's back is fun there's nothing like throwing a, a nice ice cold cup of water in the 
As someone who has an older brother, I'm like, man, I would love nothing more than to get that, do that opportunity. That was phenomenal. Uh, Dom, again, I congratulate you on everything. And uh, it, it's just a, a testament of you just really embracing a character and making it your own and, and, and creating something that is unique and different. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's working so well. I think, I think I speak for everyone in the WWE universe. You are one of the best characters that's on the WWE right now. And I can't wait to see you live at Climate Pledge Arena. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, happy birthday once again, and uh, hopefully I'll see you at, uh, at Climate Pledge. Most definitely. Thank you for having me. Okay, take care. Big thanks to Dominic Mysterio. We'll see him on Monday Night Raw this upcoming Monday. Climate Pledge Arena. Get your tickets at WWE.com. All starts around 4.30. Looking forward to being there. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TheMegaCast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you or hear you next week.